the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. We always have our trusty sidekick, Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I am fine, I must say. And we have a repeat offender. Yes, your guest looks very familiar. Where He's wearing the same clothing. This is this is odd, but nevertheless. He's not a fashion guy. He doesn't have a lot of clothing. That's his choice. I have two looks, dress for success and homeless guy. That's it. That, Wh- that which one looked, are you sporting today, Bob? Yeah. Old good smelling homeless guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very good. Not like the BO homeless guy. I hate that. Well shaven <laughs> homeless guy at that. I am uh, unlike you. I yes. you got the ZZ top, Amish Amish uh I save on razors. Amish T V repairman or something. <laughs> yes, you do. How long have you been growing that beard? Eh, about three years or so. It's a hobby. Now, how long would it take you from scratch to get it that long? Probably four years because it was slow down Seriously? a little bit. Yeah, probably. Wow. I, you know, I, again, I've got time. That's the thing. I've got time to do nothing if else but sit here and grow. pictures of Ramon, they wisely cannot go to any of my websites. They used to, to be up in the old post office days. but Well, uh, that's different. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now, we always start with what I like to call the headlines of the day. This is right up your alley, uh, Ramon. Oh, it is. Yeah, this one. Let me hit the drum roll first. That's what I get again. This is why I get the big money. Let me press this button. I can feel the excitement building now. Okay, they now have identified the world's worst thesaurus. Did you hear about that? I did not, of course. Yeah, not only is it awful, it's awful. <laughs> See what we did there? You, That's you are very good. You. So, <laughs> so John. Yanarelli, FBIJohn.com is back with us. So we're not going to talk that much about real estate, but we're going to talk about success in business and life because John has had a lot of success. He's been a contributor. What'd you call yourself on the uh, uh, law enforcement analyst? Analyst on on uh, Fox News, most commonly. So uh, every time I see you there, I say to my wife, "You know, I know that guy." When John's at an NSA event, he goes, "I don't know that guy." Yeah, it's kind of the opposite. Plausible deniability. That's, That's what, what I like to think. That's what you need. So uh, what I wanted to talk about this week, as I like to say, uh, is success, not just in real estate but in life because some of the, some of the uh, things that made you successful and you are very successful in your career in the FBI and just generally. Um, tell us what would you point to as – things you did differently than some other. Now, how do you get into the FBI? How does that, do they recruit people? The FBI does recruit, but honestly, it's challenging to get in. Now, I don't want to discourage anyone because there is always room at the top. 
But uh, I do like to discourage people. Well, maybe so. But in the FBI, about me, it it, to get into the FBI. So uh, just the basic requirements: you've got to be at least twenty-three years old, but you also have to have a minimum of three years full-time work experience. So that's going to make you a little bit older. They look for advanced degrees. I went to law school. That kept me out right there. Well, they weren't going to hire me just based on me having been in law enforcement. So I went to law school and practiced law a little bit. The average age of somebody coming into the FBI is right around 30 because you had pretty much some education and another career before you made the jump to the FBI. Then there's all the other things. You have to have full background investigation. That's the other thing. Passed a drug test, passed a physical fitness test, passed a polygraph examination, Uh-oh. and uh, I'm out, Ramon. So, I'm not out. to mention the actual Are you out. Long ago, I was out of that list. <laughs> at the and, beginning of the list, we were out. And then we're going to throw some written tests at you, uh, an interview panel. I'm so, kind of a good test taker, I will say that. And if you're lucky enough to get hired, then you get to go to the FBI Academy, which is in Quantico, Virginia. It's on a Marine Corps base. You are locked in there for 21 weeks where uh, they work you at all hours because FBI agents have to work at all hours. I used to get called out of bed multiple days a week and uh, they'll roust you out of bed at the academy to go work a crime scene to train you how to do it so it was uh, to play with guns got to play a little bit with guns got to learn how to defend yourself uh, with your hands because you know as an agent you're kind of out there alone much of the time you go to interview somebody they get a little squirrely on you which has happened uh, many a time you want to be able to defend yourself they uh, send you off to a racetrack and teach you how to drive cars uh, at high speeds, but that do I it like. safely. And uh, and then you spend a lot of time. We have our own mini city. It's called Hogan's Alley, but the entire city is built just to simulate different crimes. So the bank there gets robbed every single day, and that's how agents learn to do those investigations, arrest people, and do it in a safe manner so that hopefully you don't make the mistakes out on the street. Now, you were a cop. Regular cop. Um, As opposed week. to an irregular cop. But well, yes. I, you could be both at the same time. But, uh, you know, I talked about my phobia of getting sticky stuff on my hands on last week's show. I have not been able to get that my out of my mind. phobia. Okay. So um, I noticed that the cops are always touching the homeless guy. I, I couldn't do that. And they have B.O. I'm a gagger. I, I just well, you, you know, uh, law enforcement is the only profession I know that you wash your hands before you use the bathroom. That's and right. uh, but you wear gloves and uh, it's just part of the job. And people I hide podiatrist would be the other one. Of them. Yeah. People hide weapons in all sorts of places, though. So you've got to do your job yeah. searching them properly. I forgot. about. I've that. also found money hidden in places I, that you would think. This is why like, you don't put money in your mouth. Yeah. Never put money in your mouth. There is a section in my book about that because uh, we've we've had doctors retrieve the money that's been stolen for us because uh, I could not go to those places even if I had a search warrant. I've got the book he's talking to right here. It's called Disorderly Conduct, the Oddities of My 20-Year Life as an FBI Special Agent. By John Yannarelli, and that's spelled I-A-N-N-A-R-E-L-L-I. And, Bob, that is all just humorous stories. You're not going to see any wild car chases and shoot 'em ups It's the things that you encounter that law enforcement gives you a front row seat to humanity. And there are stories in there that uh, people would not believe – 
But that's why some of us do this job. You get to see things you would never see anywhere else. I got to see those things. You know, I, uh, here's a fun fact about me. On my third date, you have not met my wife, um, but she – on our third date, we ran from the cops at 110 miles an hour. And we did that again on like the ninth date. So this is who I used to be. I was that guy. Well, uh, you might have been running from me for all I know. No, I got away. Oh. That's that, proof that I wasn't That you weren't running from me, that I would have caught you. That's oh, nice of you to say. Me. Yeah. So the, uh, the success secrets for you in your FBI career, what would you say those were? So, first of all, preparation. I, there was not an interview I did of a subject where I asked a question that I didn't already know the answer to. Ooh, this is wor- this will work for real estate. Yes. You want to make sure that when you ask the questions, you know what the answer should be. And if the answer is anything... Example of that. Oh, well, well, I might ask somebody... Hey, tell me where you were at nine o'clock yesterday morning. And when, well, I was with my girlfriend or I was home in bed. Yet I've already seen surveillance photos. I know where you are. Your phone was pinging on the other side of town. Oh, that bank you're up. Sure. And, you know, if you're smart, you'll come up with something very close to the truth. But even then, we're going to be able to get you. I didn't take anything at face value. I did my homework. I knew what I was supposed to find out. And if somebody wasn't being honest with me, well, that's a pretty good indication they're trying to hide something. And I've got the right person. These are not my pants. It's not a... uh, Yes, that that never works. It sounds unlikely to be true. Yes, uh, although today in this case, I would believe that, that no, you are, are actually. Oh, okay. I thought no, you. I'm, I'm, I'm I just ashamed. assumed you were wearing no. someone else's clothes no, no, today. I'm ashamed but for this, but these are my pants. All right. Well, <laughs> I can prove it. So Make me prove it. Did you get those for Christmas? That's the question. Christmas of, yeah, 1974. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. So then the, so the preparation. So an example of that in real estate would be if I asked a seller if I have an amazing strategy, and I do. And not one other agent on planet Earth has that, and I know you know that's true, and it would cause the buyer to grossly overpay for your house, and they'd be happy that they did, and you would end up netting tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could never get with any other agent. Uh, Would that help your cause, or are you allergic to money? They never get that wrong. So you have to go in knowing what what your client wants or the perp in your case. You know, I've dealt with a lot of real estate agents in my speaking profession, having spoken at conferences, et cetera, for realty. And it's always amazing to me when I've listened to some of them talk to me and complain that the market's so competitive right now, it's hard for me to get a client because there's so many people competing for the business. And I'm like, well, what are you doing that's different? And I don't hear an answer. I, what I hear is, well, you know, I'm out there and I advertise and you're waiting for somebody to call you and give you money. Well, that's not how the world works. Right. Uh, most of us that are smart with our money, uh, what are you going to do for me? And how are you going to make this a better buying experience for me? I applied the same theory in how I work cases, even in working with subjects that I wanted to get to cooperate. Hey, This is what I'm going to do for you if you do this with me. And you have to have that strategy in business to be successful. I employ that now as a speaker. When I contact somebody or someone reaches out for me, first question I get is, 
What do you charge? You know what? That should never be your first question because it's not about what you're paying. It's about what you're going to get. And so I always explain to them, well, I'm going to tell you what I charge, but let me tell you this first. You get an expert from the FBI. You get somebody who can be a little entertaining on stage. But what you also get is you get this national news appearance guy. And finally, I have something that I offer your audience that nobody else offers. Everybody in your office can call me for the rest of their lives free of charge if they ever have a problem. And I'm going to answer their questions and help point them in the right direction. Who else is going to give that to you? Now let's talk about what I charge. And and then what was the first time you were ever – how much – your appearances on Fox uh, News or other news channels, that's fun, of course, and it's fun to be famous. But how does that benefit you greatly? Do you get a lot of business as a result of that exposure? I get some business. I also get some people that will show up my, my door uh, who just – always fun. <laughs> yes. There are the few people that watch the news and then want to come talk to you personally about their Is problems. That right. Knowing that he's an FBI agent with guns behind that door makes no sense when you think about it. Well, if you're willing to just ring somebody's doorbell as opposed to send them an email, then there's uh, yeah probably a couple of issues. But uh, yes, it certainly behooves me because – it not only gives me exposure, and it's part of the appeal of, hey, I can have this guy come in and speak who is very nice, or I can have this guy that you know teaches the world on how to be safe, and he's willing to come talk to us. So there's nothing bad about having good, positive exposure. When was your very first uh, episode on Fox? Which well, is the only channel I watch because I'm a right-wing zealot, of course. But And, and I'm not exclusively on Fox. No, I'm on other uh, things. You may find me on the Cartoon Network at some yes. point. But uh, So I used to be the spokesperson for the FBI in Washington, D.C. This was right after 9-11. So I was doing a lot of news everywhere for everything, CNN, Fox. Did they so pick on. you because you're funny? Uh, you are funny. Well, I may be funny. And, I, you know, that's another story. So let's talk about that for a second. Yes, let's do most people think that let me do a shameless plug before we do that can we get to do a shameless plug time for bob leffler's shameless before we get to the funny by the way if any of the stuff that we talk about here on the big uh, fearless agent podcast makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you would be open to the idea of having some help with that uh, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime. Uh, in fact, on the way here, somebody gave me a call. We had a lovely chat. But 480-385-8810, that's my cell phone. And we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if it would be a good fit. If it is, you will get rich. If not, we'll just admit that. And I'm still happy to help you in any other ways I can. If you are a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, uh, please go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch my video there. That would give you a pretty good idea of what if what I do would be a good fit for you, and then uh, give me a call after watching that. You can call me before you watch it too. That's fine. Uh, but uh, go watch all the videos on my website. Listen to all the episodes of this podcast. And I guarantee you that would be better training than you would pay any amount of money to any other coach. Uh, so, again, fearlessagent.com, fearlessagentrecruiting.com, or call me directly at 480-385-8810. So uh, what were we talking about before I so rudely interrupted you with our shameless plug? We were talking about what? that 
the public's perception of the FBI is mostly garnered from what they see on TV, the X-Files. Just the facts, man. These very stoic characters. But the truth of the matter is, in the FBI, everything we do is about getting information and building rapport with people to do that. Not unlike what you have to do if you're selling in real estate, etc. It's about building rapport. So – We hire people to be agents who are very personable, people who like people, people who have a sense of humor. We're out, Ramon. Well, I Liking people? Oh, my God. That's why I'm in this box uh, by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of the things when I reported to the FBI Academy, I remember the first night there, you show up on a Sunday, classes start on Monday for real, but they bring you into the classroom on Sunday night. And I remember the instructor, we had a class of 50 people, and one at a time they had us come up in front of a room to introduce ourselves and tell a joke. And they just wanted to see how comfortable you are doing that. Out of 50, 44 were pretty damn funny. The other six we could work with and make them Do you them remember funny. your joke? Uh, I don't remember my joke. It's too bad. I don't tell jokes. I do sort of more commentary in the moment. You know, comedians, uh, and we are comedians, we, we just say stupid things. That's right. We don't tell jokes. Like and some people think we're funny, are. which is always you know, nice. People think we're funny. And that's one of the things as a speaker that is a little different for me because people are not expecting this FBI agent to come in and talk and make them laugh. I usually tell people when I talk about cybersecurity, for example, if you've ever heard somebody speak about cybersecurity in the past, you've probably wanted to kill yourself. Right. That's an I stab me in the eye. I uh, fake my own death. Exactly. And when I come in and talk about cybersecurity, you're going to learn, but you're probably going to laugh for an hour because I have funny stories and they're all real FBI stories, uh, comedy along the way. It's you're not here today because I wanted to hear quality information. No, I'm not. No, no. no. I'm you know, here today. We, have, we, have, we don't ever have any quality information now that I think about it. I, I'm pretty sure I'm here today because everybody else canceled. Isn't that right? Uh, well, there is that. Okay. It's close to the holiday. Yeah. That's true. Uh, uh, post-holiday. but You're nearby. That's he lives true. like down the street, this guy. <laughs> I got to live somewhere. And evidently you can show up there and knock on his door. But, That's true. I, I've got to get a better community, I swear. Do. So the uh, what are, what are the other secrets to success that you would say have been instrumental in your success? Well, I talked about preparation. Next thing is implementation. You know, you can prep all you want, and I see people that are paralyzed by the fear to move forward. Oh, I need to do this first. I need to buy this until I have this iPad or whatever. They constantly make the excuses of preparation. Instead of get out there and do it. ready to get ready. Right. And I find it's just a matter of getting started. So I start my day every day by contacting three possible clients. Uh, And when I contact them, it's not a sales pitch. It's checking in, want to see how you're doing. If it's somebody that I've already done stuff with. If it's brand new, hey, I'm reaching out because I became aware of this. Don't want to take up a lot of your time. But making myself known. And just the odds of doing that. So three people a day, 30 days a month. I'm contacting right around, a, a, you know, 100 and uh, 200 people. And because I don't do it on the weekends, every weekend, et cetera. But out of 200, even if I get a 1% or 2% response, how much more do you need? I was told there'd be no math. Do we have something from He was doing math there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Would you like me to play the song? I would, that, uh, yeah. I mean, with math. Math, math is so 
much fun, so much fun for everyone. Matt. Yeah, Matt. So, so he said yeah. that he contacts three people a day, five days a week. That's 15, right? Uh, but at fifteen, but he ended up at two hundred. I don't. I don't think he can do math either. <laughs> That's okay. That's beside the point. We're on the radio. <laughs> I was using the low number. I, I should have said I do a minimum of three a day. I try to shoot for about two hundred contacts a month. So some days I'll do more, but I don't let a day go by that I do less than three at a minimum. And by getting out at least 200 leads a month for my business, if I get one or two people contact me, well, that's set. That's all the work I need for that month because you only have to give so many speeches. Now, uh, is it true that when you're a police officer, the first thing they teach you on the first day of the police academy, I think they teach you this phrase. All right, folks, show's over. Nothing to see here. Keep it moving. Yeah, I believe I did learn that on the first day. On the first day. I uh, I never tire of that. You know, as a cop, I used to hear the things like, oh, well, you have a quota. And uh, there is no truth to that at all. I I could write as many tickets as I want. There was no quota. Uh, So that that was never a problem. You know, one um, one of my stories in my book I have to share with you, I remember pulling over a young lady uh, when I was there in uniform and she was flirting with me a little bit to get out of the ticket. And when I came back with the ticket written, uh, her words to me were, but, but officer, I didn't think the police gave tickets to pretty girls, to which I responded by saying, we don't sign here. Oh, ouch. And, uh, that was mean. Yes. Huh? Uh, I love that. I'm going to write that down. All right. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, I had uh, my other claim to fame is nine speeding tickets in one 12-month period. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll keep you out of the FBI. You know, one of the things you were asking that about. That kept me out? Huh, we, we give you a car, and sometimes you have they to drive it fast. fast. And so if you have any sort of bad driving record, that immediately precludes you from an appointment. So I was very careful. I never got a speeding ticket. Until I got into the FBI. And th- then I have since gotten a couple of speeding tickets. But I had a look of disbelief there. Did you see that? Never got a speeding ticket? Never got a speeding ticket. Got a couple of parking tickets, but it's that's about it. unimaginable to me. Yeah. So, well, those days are gone. Now they have these traffic cameras. There's no I, way. I bought a brand new Harley Davidson in uh, the year 1978. And Oh, yeah? Uh, what year was it? It was a brand new. 78. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, they, the insurance was so – so I paid $3,000 for the brand-new Harley Sportster, and then the insurance for it was $1,500 a year because of my speeding ticket. So imagine today you'd pay 20000 My insurance would have been $10,000 a year. So I bought a brand-new Harley-Davidson Sportster in really? 2018, and I think I paid $90 a year in my insurance. Yeah, so yeah, I so. had more speeding tickets than you. As yes, well. you did. What did you pay for your sporty? Oh God, it was uh, like eleven thousand with oh. everything out the door. Oh, that's that's pretty, pretty reasonable. Very reasonable. Yes. Did you buy it here? Yes, I did. Which at uh, uh, over in uh, Mesa, but I don't okay. really want to plug dealerships okay. unless they're going to yeah. give me something that's in right. return. That's right. Folgers so. is different. Do yeah. we have time for coffee? <laughs> we do have time for coffee. Yeah, I enjoy a lovely beverage. The best They uh, okay, give us on. no money, am one, I right? No, no money at all. I, I want to let you know, I'm pretty much out of sound effects except for this one. So <laughs> that's, that's it. it. I have that's, no more sound effects. Out? That's it. 
Really? What are we renting them? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The licensing yeah, so is running out soon on those. Okay, that's fine. Uh, what else would you like to talk about, Jeff? Well, you know, let's talk about uh, realtors and uh, what they can do. Aside from your services, which I know are or impeccable, yeah, renowned, and it goes without saying. What more could I possibly add? Well, yeah, there's He's a few got things. Some stuff. Yeah, um, there is. Uh, so we've talked about preparation. We've talked about implementation. There's the follow-up. Not everybody is going to want you the first time you uh, contacted. I mean, estate agents suck at follow-up. Well, and so do most people, to be honest. People hate rejection. I embrace rejection. I'm not afraid of rejection. And one of the things I do when to sell no soliciting signs door to door. (laughs) That's rejection. (laughs) Yes. I uh, I tell people when they make it clear that hey, we don't need you. We're not going to use you. I'm like, well, tell you what. Keep my information anyway because you can still call me free of charge. You ever have a problem, and I'll talk you through it. Because I'm job one for me is to keep people safe. Job one A is to make a living. I have kids that selfishly want to go to college, so I do have to make a living. But I want to keep people safe, and that's why I'll follow up. So if you don't respond or you're not interested, I'm still going to reach out to you. I'm not going to annoy you, but I might give you a couple months and read out to you again. Maybe a few months after that, reach out a third time. By the third time, if I'm not getting any sort of positive feedback, I'll let it go. But I have had many a client sign to have me speak or come in and consult that I've contacted the second or third time because I became familiar to them by that point. Oh, yeah, I know who this guy is. So I I encourage realtors, they have to apply that follow-up. I think they have to hear from a real estate agent probably five times before they realize it's the same real estate agent because they get hit on by other agents. So they're confusing. Like I've gone listed somebody's house and they thought it was the other guy that had been calling them and it was me the very first time. And they acted like they knew me uh, because they didn't remember his name. I, I had a real estate agent just recently lives in my community and uh, dropped off flyers at everybody's house, but he attached cookies to it that oh, he now, had baked. By the way, we had a cookie here a minute ago. Oh, I ate it. That's, That's right. right. And so, you know, that was something a little different. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to take time to read this. And, you know, uh, depending upon how long the cookies last. Always list your house with a guy with the most best cookies. That's yeah. what we always teach here. Yeah, I think, all right, I, I may. Sales skills. I may call him for more information to get more cookies. Get you cookies. never know. That's right. Uh I believe we're once again out of time. It goes by quickly with so, you. John, you, uh, you, you're welcome to stop by any time. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. He'll never do that, but he's welcome to. Is he welcome in the building? He's got a gun. He's coming he's in. He's got anyway. a gun, yeah. Right. So, no problem. You know, I would say you can get more respect with a kind word and a gun than you can with just a kind word. That should be the title of this program. That's right. That's the title. Maybe that's the title of my next book. Is that, you, can, you can feel free to steal that. I, I stole it. I will. In my head. I, <laughs> I remember my dad gave me, gave a friend of ours, friend of the family, some good advice when I was little. My dad was kind of humorous. And, uh, and he was a very big guy. Like we had an uh, antelope head stuffed on our wall that my mom shot, if you can imagine that. So she was like Annie Oakley. But uh, my dad's friend comes over and he says, yeah, he goes, I'm going to buy a gun. 
and I'm going to keep it in my car. My dad says, well, then you need to file the sights off of it. He goes, why would I do that? He goes, because when somebody takes it away from you and shoves it up your butt, it'll hurt a lot less. That's common sense. Well, I'll tell you, and advice. along those lines, I used to give all my new agents some counsel. As I said earlier, you know, it's about being personable and meeting people. So I used to tell all the agents that were just starting off, be nice to everyone you meet, but just in case, also have a plan to kill them because <laughs> you never know and you want to be safe. And how do you dispose of the body? Have a plan for that always. Well, we didn't have to worry about that. Hopefully we weren't hurting anybody that didn't deserve it. But Bob, great to be here today. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Once again, it's Disorderly Conduct, the book. The Oddities of My 20-Year Life as an FBI Special Agent, John Yanarelli. Thanks for being here, and thanks all of you for being here and joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can visit John at fbijohn.com and see all of his stuff. And you can call me directly, toll-free day or night, at 480-385-8810. And please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. If you are a real estate company owner, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com. And until next week, do what we always do. The three things, have fun. If it ain't fun, we're not doing it. Always be humble and above all, be fearless. Thanks, Gail. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.